So there was there was a lot going on this week, I think, that we uh, may have recorded an episode about, and we're going to never release it, but we are <laughs> going to refer to it. We're going to call it the Easter Cut in the yeah. spirit of recent hashtags and clips. We're going to go with the Easter Cut. The Welcome, Easter ladies cut. and gentlemen. We're here. We're back. Midlife crisis. Sorry. We ate too much uh, bunny and eggs on Sunday. Couldn't get an episode out. Uh, they're they're <laughs> just, just just a weird, weird, weird experience that was, I would say. Would you say? It wasn't weird for me because I don't really remember some of it, but I know I didn't yeah. say things that I wanted to <laughs> convey properly, <laughs> which had to do mostly with Easter and Christianity. We, we went on a weird tangent towards it, it was it, the, it was it was the quite Catholic disturbing. church. So I, I don't I don't think either one of us would ever really want that one released, but it exists. Here we are back again. Midlife crisis, guys. He's Trevor. I'm Jamie. We uh, yeah, like I said, fr- fresh off one of the more uh, regrettable recording sessions that we've ever had sure it won't be the last this one's catching up because i know my ice is clanging into the microphone i can rather that's why sans ice sans ice smart man rookie mistake by me so i just didn't have any that's all right that's a so for the audience who really needs a better description of what the easter cut is um recently of course unless you've been hiding under a rock there was a re-release of Zack snyder's version of his justice league movie where there was a online movement of a hashtag release the Snyder cut just this week, episode three of the Marvel show on Disney plus uh, Falcon and winter soldier featured a dance club scene where the uh, newly reintroduced Baron Zemo uh, was found just kind of dancing, just real, you know, just, it was just, it was just like a fun scene. Cause he's a diabolical genius villain in, in the MCU. Um, and then a couple days later, it was actually revealed that there was a much longer clip out there. So now everybody's demanding release the Zemo cut. They want to see uh, actor Daniel Brule. Remember the guy? He was the um, played the sniper guy in uh, Inglorious Bastards, the one that they made the movie about. Right. That Shoshana, like you know, they shot each other in the projection room there. Private um, Zola. Yes, yes, that's it. There you go. Um, so yeah, Zola can dance and it's and it's cool you know so we're, we're gonna keep in the spirit there and the uh the mysterious easter episode that we definitely recorded on sunday we're not making this up guys okay. but you're never gonna hear it sorry so you know hopefully one day you we can start the hashtag release the easter cut although the answer is no yeah i was overserved. Uh, i was also sick and i'm still a little a little sick and it's not the covid so we're, we're good there but um I, i'm blaming it on because of the sickness and the cold medication and the 20 glasses of vodka that i had <laughs> that's the kind of doctor i want you know i got a fever i'm uh it's called self-medication a little little woozy what should i do doc 20 vodka drinks drinks a whiskey drink and then a vodka drink it was hard so, to drag myself to the liquor store <laughs> i mean well that's that's a real fucking tragedy yeah yeah they don't have delivery service for that yet do they unless they do, you but it just takes forever oh do they no yeah, shit yeah we talked about that during the um there's a few out there at reservebar.com not sponsored or anything but i'll be there yet yeah so maybe we should be reserve bar they were great it was an awesome service you know so uh, yeah 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 but i mean it's so 
you know, uh, I think the expression is one man's trash is another man's treasure or, uh, you know, let me get a mulligan. I'm not sure what the appropriate saying here for this situation is, but what we get to do is go with something a little bit lighter <laughs> of a topic <laughs> than religion, uh, but also something that's you kind of go. I mean, it's always going on, but right now is a big time of the year for uh, one particular industry. I think every Sunday night for the next 80 weeks is an award show because it's award season uh, for film, of course. So uh, Trevor and I thought tonight maybe we could take a crack at Hollywood and just the whole motion picture thing because, quite frankly, we got some thoughts on it, and they're not uh, blasphemous, at least not too much. Yeah, and not like Hollywood, the, the the scene or the you know the, the culture, just the movie side of stuff. Yeah, true. Right. Good, good <laughs> clarification. Not uh, we're not going to be talking too much about uh, Kim Kardashian's thong hanging out as she got out to go to uh, you know Spago or whatever the fuck they call these places out there. These hipster vegetarian restaurants where I don't imagine anybody's actually eating food. Yeah, well, they do, and then they just airbrush the fat out of the, out of the pictures uh, they post in their bikini pictures it. like that. Never I heard, heard they got nice big toilets for all the uh, purging after the binging. Got to line them up. It's terrible food disorders or not. We're, di- we're digressing matter. to where we said we weren't going. Yeah, I know. Shit. <laughs> my God. Light and fluffy topic. Go puke, bitch. Um, that's terrible. <laughs> you know you want to. Yeah, really. Jesus. All right, man. We're going to have to hashtag, you know, hide the Hollywood cut. Um, so here, let's 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 go with, yes, the, the specific angle of Hollywood that we're talking about. And that's their their product, their films. Um, here's here's an easy one. A layup. What kind of movies do you gravitate toward? Uh, oh, you're talking to me. Um, yeah, I'm kidding. So Lord of the Rings was like a big one. Uh, some of the fantasy stuff like that I was uh, I was into and I don't. I don't like admitting that because it's kind of weird, but I do enjoy those big epic movies like that. Um, a lot of the, a lot of comedy, obviously, not so much horror. I'm not really into the horror movies. It doesn't really do it for me. Okay. Um, drama, drama as well. Some dramedy. Dramedy. <laughs> You're just making shit up as you go. Um, I'm with you on one, one thing you said. There rings completely true. Uh, horror. That genre is lost on me. I. I don't know. I, I actually found those films, you know, you, you know, because we, we grew up with, you know, while we may have been a tad young for it, but we still pulled off watching it. You know, your Nightmare on Elm Street, your Friday the 13th, um, you know, like the Halloween sequels, because the original was made before we were born. But, you know, just, you know, like the some of the John Carpenter, you know, thing, you know, Stephen King movies were all over the place when we were growing up. Um, you know, just and then you even had, you know, if you if you, you stayed up later than you were supposed to go went down for, you know, like late night HBO, you might find some like real screwed up, like, you know, psycho cop assassin, some like not even a B level shitty horror movie, but just like just just stuff that you like you just watch because that's just you, you had to do something. You well, know? we didn't have tablets, we didn't have phones, we didn't have on-demand, we didn't have streaming services, we didn't have any of that shit. So you watched whatever was on TV, and if it happened to be some crappy B or C-rate horror movie, that's what it was. And that's where I got my experience a lot, and there were some real garbage movies out there. Oh, they were terrible as hell. Entertaining nonetheless. I still recall, what is it, one, one of, one of, one of I, and I, I don't know, most people I see that 
that have also seen this movie are like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I liked it even a little bit, but I can remember like staying up like on like Cinemax once, not, you know, not late enough that it was the Skinamax, but you know, maybe like 1030, this movie started. It was about like gangs in East LA in like the seventies. And it was, it was these three cousins. It was a movie called blood in blood out. It's like a three and a half hour movie. And it follows these three cousins and their different paths. One goes to prison. One actually gets out of being a, a gang member and becomes a cop. The other one is just like aspiring painter who has this horrible injury and becomes like a heroin addict this is but it's like the, the journeys and how they tie in and out of each other and it's 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 filled with actors that you recognize from the 90s like benjamin brad's in it ving rames is in it um it was just like it just, just i just sat there i was just like hooked into it you know so you could you could find a nice little gem like that that even if it really wasn't a good movie you know, which I know if that movie's good, it's three and a half hour. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I'd, I'd watch it anytime it's on. But, you know, like you, you could find a movie that maybe just you liked that maybe nobody ever even heard of. Yeah, right. And so how many movies were ever made? Millions, right? And, oh, and totally. there's no way anybody's heard of every single movie ever made. And some of them are right. I mean, so there's some shit that I, you like that I'd be like, that's crap. And some stuff that I liked, you like, that's absolute garbage. So, yeah, it's all about taste and like i said when you're a kid or you're younger and shit was on tv it's just what was on at the moment and that's what you're stuck watching so yeah it was i mean i can i can remember growing up you know you, you had that illegal cable box that you could get the free shit, channels yeah. on and shit and it was you know now now everybody's little ha ha you know yeah you 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 waited for for your spice channel or your playboy channel to come on no the greatest thing about having that box was literally the pay-per-view channel of imagine imagine this everybody there was only one one channel that was it and they showed one movie at a time and you had to be there on time when it started or you were paying for half a movie it was the damnedest thing you know now you can pull up whatever the hell you want but i can just remember sitting there if it was a rainy day and just whatever three movies were on as long as they weren't cr crowding with naked people which they were kind of good about that the movies on during the day were pretty much acceptable it's like they actually cared as to who might have been watching the television. You know, it's like uh, standards. Summertime, kids are home from school. Basic instinct, 12 o'clock, nooner. Let's do it. You know, kids will be. Well, eating their we won't show that scene. <laughs> oh, no, it's pay-per-view, man. They showed everything. That was the amazing thing about it. I couldn't wait to see that movie just for that. And um, I watched it and I was like, you can't really see anything because we didn't have high. There was no high definition. There was no. Saw a little bit of beef. That was it. Nothing, nothing crazy. <laughs> no, but yeah, it, it's just, just just absolutely wild stuff. But like that's like you know, you, you just sit there and bank hours on watching whatever it is, and you just you know, yeah, you're you're gonna accumulate some pretty good ones and then some pretty terrible ones. It's, it's you know, it's just it's it's a very strange thing. Um, you, you know, it's aside from you know, just you know, finding things that just fit into your liking for zero reason um you know you, you go back to like fantasy films like lord of the rings um I, I i don't know why anybody would ever be embarrassed to like lord of the rings it's a phenomenal movie i was uh, just being funny you know oh, you dick um but yeah you know yeah fan fantasy science fiction things like that you know me what are my two big what the hell do i sit there and watch star wars and, and marvel star wars and marvel you know and it's you know it, you know i i love movies i love the abilities that both of these little 
franchises have is they have an endless amount of material, you know, Marvel's while, yeah, kind of, you know, it's set on earth and, you know, in all these real places, um, they just, just like almost an infinite amount of characters, you know, star Wars is a galaxy created by George Lucas. That's since been expanded on by other people, endless possibilities. It's crazy. I never knew the Star Wars was this massive universe. I thought it was just the three movies when I was a kid. No idea that it was this huge. And I don't even know if that stuff was then, there back then. Well, I, or, or, it, I, who so, wrote that stuff? What, what? Like all like the extended stuff? Yeah, like all the, all the side plot shit. Like so, all of the, the so oddball characters. Like, yeah, most of it was like it, it, started, it started as comics and novels. And I think the deal was no matter what the material was i think i believe for a while i don't know if this is still true i'm sure somebody still has ruling over this but i think the deal was you could you could write something you could submit something but like as a fan what i whoever the hell you were this this was just i forget where i caught this one day and like i said i might be wrong but i believe from from what i heard the understanding was that you could submit something if George Lucas allowed it, it would become canon. It was like they, so, like you couldn't just go like, "All right, so Darth Vader's going to come out of the closet." All right, he's not Luke's dad; he's actually Luke's mom. Boom! Like, like now he's not going to okay that one. But you know, like, like there's there's all sort you know, like where where Leia and Han eventually went and you know got married and had children. Like there were there were people who knew what you know kylo ren's name was going to be already based on you know okay things that had, had been kind of put into existence you know they were just kind of picking up pieces where they were at um but yeah it, it's it kind of started out as that and then they added a couple more movies and then a, there was a bunch of tv shows added that all tied into the films and it's just creating this much larger picture and and as long as you have the right people doing it which currently i think they do endless possibilities same thing with- i mean yeah favreau in there doing his thing right and um th- those guys just putting together and, and that's the, the production value has gone up like tremendously the, the the ability to do things all cgi'd and computer driven is you know invaluable and i think just the professionalism and the, the, the things that these new producers and directors bring to these stories really makes it um you know, interesting to watch and fun to watch, especially the Marvel stuff, like the um, the Thor: Love and Thunder movie. Oh no, not that's the new one, isn't it? What's that's the, gonna uh, be? Yeah, that's Ragnarok. The up. You're Ragnarok. You're thinking. I mean, it was just uh, what's the guy's name? The New Zealand guy, uh, Ta- Taika Watiti. Yeah, right. He, he did. I thought he did a phenomenal job on that. It was. Oh, it was great. Funny. Oh, yeah. The guys. Hem- it yeah. made Hemsworth like super likable. Not that he's not, I guess, but he, you know, he's he's just a very handsome man. But he's gorgeous. Absolutely. I just I thought it was I thought it was one of the best Marvel movies. Um, with that one. Oh, easily, easily, you know, and yeah. then and then they they take it because they have all these different directors, and and each character warrants a different kind of story. Like you know, when you look at, you know, like Ant Man was like it was a heist movie, right. Like, which, if you watch it, you're like, yep, that's a heist movie. Uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, that, you know, aside from the fact that you had two virtually, you know, damn near indestructible super soldiers, that could have been a fucking born identity film for the most part. You just have to change some of the uh, stunts because right. Jason Bourne can't carry a helicopter and keep it from falling off the ledge. <laughs> like, it's 
Like when you take these movies individually, it's crazy. You know, Doctor Strange was like a fucking trippy sci-fi, just goddamn shit show. You know, but then but then they have these crossovers where things get even. You know, like they get weirder in a more specific way or in a completely different way. The the Wandavision show that they just had, they spent two episodes mimicking old sitcoms. Then they continued to do it, but in the bigger picture. As they kind of as they kept dialing back and showing you what was really going on, you're like, "Holy fuck, man! Like this is it's you know you know like these characters are familiar because they're from other you know avenues or what have you, but it's like the shit that they're coming up with is just phenomenal." And they they already got more shit on deck. That Falcon and the Winter Soldier thing that's just a straight up that's a little espionage thriller, you know. That's 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 more right in line with with the, with the Captain America Winter Soldier movie. You know, there isn't a lot of magical shit happening in this. It's people fighting hand to hand combat. You know, but I mean, that's which is the stuff you become accustomed to, right? With the Marvel stuff. I'm sorry. It's the stuff you become accustomed to. It's more you know fighting and depend depending on the characters. Around. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Some some were fighting with yeah. knives and some were fighting with magical spells and fucking you know dragons and shit. You know, like there's they 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 got they got they they're all over the place. But it just it all works, you know. But it's yeah. not for everybody, and that's fine too. Right, that's what we focus on because that's what we like we, we enjoy. Like I I was never the guy that was like the, the Long Division thing. I would have never watched that only because like I don't really care about Scarlet Witch's. Story. I don't, I don't give a fuck what she does, you know, what where her where she came from, because she's not an interesting character to me. But once I start getting in and you start learning more about the character and you read about it, you understand. You, you start to get to that point where you're like, okay, I am interested in the in the oh yeah backstory of these characters, yeah, whether yeah, you I mean, like them or not. Yeah, I mean, and when when you when, to use that show as an example again, when you look at you know like every episode as they were really. They they were they were getting at her layers, you know, because as 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 she's she's been a main member of like the Avengers team now for like a while, but they never really dug in, you know. Like, but but when you you know they, the little glimpses that they showed you, I mean, you go back over it and they they laid it all out there in Wandavision, where it was like, like, do you guys not remember everything that everything you already know that she's been through? She watched her parents die. She watched her brother die. She fell in love with Vision and first killed him. And then watched him be brought back and then watched him die again all in a span of five fucking minutes. Goddamn right. She's depressed. Like, holy shit. You know, she's a superhero. She's still a human. Just she has abilities. feelings. She has fucking feelings. And that was like, I just like, like even like watching like my kids watch that show and just be like, oh my God, like, oh, she's in so much pain. It's like, never thought of that, did you? She's like, no, oh my God, you know? So they're just they're just doing a fantastic job. Now, were you recommended the WandaVision? No, I just knew it was coming up because I saw, well, you had mentioned that it was coming. All these stories were coming to be, um, coming to fruition on Disney+. Plus. So I saw it come up and I was like, I just don't really give a shit. Even the Winter Soldier stuff. Like, I like the characters. I, I'm not a big fan of Sam. I don't really give a shit about Sam because he's not like a main superhero to me, you know? <laughs> I like the Winter Soldier uh, Bucky Barnes guy because he was just a badass. He is badass. He's definitely badass. So do you, like, do you get recommendations from people? Like, like, like I feel like everybody's got a couple people in their life. Like, dude, you got to check this out, man. This is amazing. Listen to this song. Listen to this. Check this movie out. 
Yeah, and, and but we all take that with a grain of salt. I mean, depending on who it comes from, right? Like, so if we agree with the person and we have the same interests, I'll check it out or I'll say, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely look at that. There's some people give me recommendations that I just, yeah, I'll say, I'll definitely check that out. And then they'll say, did you watch it? And I'm like, oh, I didn't get around to it. It's because I don't give a fuck about whatever it was they suggested to me. Yeah, I got I got a buddy, Tom, who uh, if, when, when we used to work in, in restaurants together, every fucking week, this dude, yo, man. Funniest fantasy draft time fantasy draft time that's right every fucking week you'd be like yo man you want to see a funny fucking movie check this out and in some cases he would bring the fucking dvd in <laughs> and just hand it to me like yo check this out and like slam it into my chest like watch that disc and the first like six times i'm like all right let me do it because i enjoyed him he was funny we used to get along great you know you, sure. you, you, you know you're 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 18 hang, hanging out with somebody like in their mid-20s you know working a job together smoking cigarettes drinking beers you know and just you know kicking it it's just you have a good time you're like man like 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 it's all right we we gotta like something that's the same and he just man he churned out six of the shittiest fucking movies i've ever fucking watched can you, in my life. Were that? can you remember i don't remember all of them i just remember just everyone he's fucking did like jesus christ what movie envy with uh jack black and ben stiller was that the one with the dog poop? Yeah, like the dog poop, the thing you know, that made it vanish or what have you. Um, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. I never understood those. There was a little. I I, I think that was the, I think that was the guy who the guy who starred in and wrote that movie was a dude who did the Ace Ventura movies. He must have worked in like a I'll do your Ace Ventura sequel, but I want fifty million to do this other fucking movie, and it's gonna be. Uh, 90% old kung fu movie clips and then me. That's it. So that's it. 50 million for me. Like I, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck that movie got made. Um, but my yeah, brother it, was always into like those Jet Li movies and stuff. And I, I never got it. You oh know? no, no. Kung Pao Under the Fist was a fucking comedy. It was a oh. mockery. It was a okay. spoof of old samurai and like old karate movies. With the bad um, dubbing and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, now the Jet Li thing. I just I can remember when he was in Lethal Weapon three, and they really highlighted him well in the fight scenes. He kicked the shit. I mean, you know, you're fighting Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. I think Danny Glover was like sixty eight. Mel Gibson was like fifty two. But you know, like whatever. You know, it was still like he was he was doing super impressive shit. Um, you know, like you know, taking a gun apart in like one movement that was cool. You know, I I, I appreciate those films. I'm not sitting through a Jet Li film just to watch. 10 different awesome fight scenes you know thank god for youtube where you can be like yo here's that Jet Li fight scene from that fucking movie where right. he kicked 35 people in the face at once you know like shit like that you know like all right, yeah cool you watch a three minute clip and you're like all right good i bet was, i bet i bet he lived at the end of the movie who was the first like um asian was it um bruce lee or was it kato from uh bruce, <laughs> bruce, lee, bruce lee was kato oh yeah you're right jesus christ that's right but i mean the bruce lee movie is not like you know who, who we, we, well, we, well, no, no, no i mean when I, was I, he by, star by himself and then everybody started shitting on bruce lee because like he was a fake like uh karate guy well no i, I don't i don't mean i don't know if that was people like i i don't know i mean it, it was he he got the gig as kato and then he was supposed to be on kung fu but they gave it to uh carradine yeah the, yeah. Not and, the white guy yeah because yeah, <laughs> white guys totally know kung fu better than bruce lee especially you know bill 
from yeah. Kill Bill. He right. um, but yeah, like that. Yeah, then then he did all of his movies. You know, did a couple. You know, you know, fought Chuck Norris, fought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, I mean, what else you got to do at that point? But um, yeah, like he just, you know, yeah, yeah, he he got in. He did his thing. I, I the shitting on him thing was, I I thought that was more like ancient. Chinese kung fu guys that may or may not have played a role in his death were uh, angry that he was teaching white people his the you know their history. I think but, I think that's what it just always he always seems to be depicted as like a soft dude. Like when in his movies he was this badass. Like you know what was the uh, once a time time in Hollywood? Don't get me fucking started. <laughs> and. Um, uh, Brad Pitt beats the living shit out of him. Like, it's <laughs> a stunt guy. I, I actually, you know, I got for for the audience. I keep notes for these episodes. Rarely do I read them. Holy fuck! Did I not specifically name this fucking movie? Did you specifically named it? All right, and it's and we're we're like you you led us there based on recommendations. That's pretty so, funny. Here's the thing. I wasn't Quentin recommending Tarant- it. Quentin Taran fucking Tino. This <laughs> motherfucker. So Reservoir Dogs, unfortunately, does not hold up to me anymore. It, it's lost it was a necessary lost movie to get to Pulp Fiction, which I go I go all over the place with what my favorite Tarantino movie is, but he 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 need whatever his next thing is, if it's not just a fucking humdinger, I'm done with the fucking man. Jesus Christ. His like eight? Movie, what was wrong with you? I couldn't fucking deal with it. All the fucking <laughs> just the fucking yap, 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 yappity fucking yap. Like it's it's well, driving uh, me fucking crazy. I I his his dialogue's killing me anymore. It's like some other shit needs to happen other than you know a bunch of motherfuckers getting shot, you know, with fucking six shooters. Cause that seems to kind of be his only thing now. It's just it's big gunshots that you know, it's just, it's, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. His fucking stories are boring the fuck out of me. They and they're f- long. The movies are fucking long. Like the Django. I couldn't stand it. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I was so stoked to watch that fucking movie. So was I, but it was just so long and fucking, it, it went, no, it was just all just over the place. Good. I'm sitting, I'm looking at this cast. I'm like, how do you, like, you can't I was go wrong. That movie. I'm like, how do you fuck that up? And like, the I Brad, love Brad Pitt and, and DiCaprio. Yeah. The Brad Pitt beating up Bruce Lee thing was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. That's it's I don't know what else I can say about it. I was so I wasn't digging it. It wasn't amusing. I just thought, what the fuck is this nonsense? Garbage. And here's the thing. When he did Inglorious Bastards at the end with the big theater blow up and Hitler being killed. Holy shit. Like they killed him. That's that's he died and he killed himself in a ditch. We all know that. Or, or at least he walked in away a, from that ditch in a bunker three months later and went to fucking Argentina. But you know, it's is that a conspiracy theory? I I might be. I don't know. It's possibly true. Quentin Tarantino says he got shot in a fucking theater, so who knows what to believe. So that alternate you know, like you know, like he just like took a huge liberty with history and was like, "Yeah, I'm going to kill Hitler by, uh, you know, the bear shooting the Hitler fuck out of him." Tommy gun, like, yeah, that's that's how he went out. Like, no, it's not. What the fuck? But I was like, you know, whatever. I was like, Inglorious Bastards was such a cool movie. It was with, great with with 
easily one of the a, one of the most one of the more surprising performances from BJ Novak, who just is kind of a putz, you know. And and then of course Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz made that, that movie. That's one of the greatest fucking performances I've ever seen in my life. And the second I watched it, I remember looking at Vicky and go, "I don't even know if the guy's nominated. That motherfucker should win that yes. fucking award." And he fucking did. I'll and, tell you what, though, that was a long dialogue scene when he sat in the farmer's house drinking the milk and bullshitting. That, but that was a very intriguing. It was scene. incredible. It, it was great. incredible. It was fucking incredible. But when when I go to what Tarantino has churned out, because let's let's face it, the guy's been dead on more than he's missed, you know. And but when when he took the liberty of changing that history, it worked because that movie was otherwise just fucking damn near perfect. Love that movie. Not yeah. It's fast was great. No matter what point in that movie I'm on, if it comes on TV, I'm leaving it. Never, I will never not watch that movie if I stumble upon it. However, Mike Myers has a two minute role in it, and it was amazing. <laughs> every single thing about it was great. It just yes. was. It was fan fucking tastic. Like the the even the fucking was it the strudel scene? Yeah, right. It's just the way it was shot and everything. Little, yeah, just little, little every little fucking thing. It was just fantastic. You got so, to wait for the cream. <laughs> yes, I, I, I wait for the cream and. <laughs> Then you get to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and you, you, you knew what it was tying into because they fucking told you, you know, oh, you're Margot Robbie. She's going to be Sharon Tate and she's pregnant. Gee, wonder what's going to happen. And then it didn't happen. I know, which was that pissed me off. Like, what the fuck? And the whole uh, Manson stuff kind of got flipped around, too, which was odd. It was the like the whole thing. It's like, all right, like, like, is this what we're going to do now? Like we're we're gonna lure everybody in with this huge possibility that this could be a just an awesome story and quite no I don't give a flying fuck about you know the fucking nineteen sixties fucking heyday of Hollywood. A washed I don't care. Up I don't actor. give a shit what the fucking strip used to look like or these fucking fancy Hollywood Hills homes with fucking pools and how fucking hullabaloo was popular. I don't fucking care. And they're all taking quaaludes and yeah, it's it, ass you fucking pick, each other. And you could pick, yeah, pick up the hitchhiking chick and be like, oh, thanks for the ride. Can I blow you? Like, what the like? Come on, man. Like, like, knock it off. It, and then your big fucking payoff at the end is like you're just switching history again. Like I was, I was unenthused up till that point, but I was pretty much fucking certain I was gonna watch a recreation of the Tate and LaBianca murders. Yeah, right. That's like, what I. Me too. So and I'm like, just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's it. If nothing else, I'm like, they're gonna fucking nail this scene. And quite frankly, if that is what actually happened, some of it might have worked. Didn't DiCaprio pull out like a rocket launcher like out of the pool or something? Yeah, it was the flamethrower from the uh, fucking, that's what it was. that was in the movie he like filmed in the opening scene. It's like, okay, so he stole a prop and it worked. Like he, he, like, he passed he out safely, in the pool. He safely stored a flamethrower in his pool house for over a year and nobody accidentally blew up fucking North Hollywood with it. Like it's just bizarre and it just no. happened to work as well yeah 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 and yeah and here he goes firing it up and with precision sets his pool 
of all things on fire. Yo, that he bitch said, was crazy, though. She was totally crazy. I get it, but Jesus fucking Christ, man. That movie just, no, <laughs> fuck that movie. No, that's what disappointed me about it, too. I didn't care that Sharon Tate didn't get killed in it, but it was just like, it didn't I, really, I, I'm, at I'm that point, that. it just kind of diverged away from, I don't know. I I just I think I think the man got way too fucking big headed, you know, and e- egotistic. Where he's just like, you know what? I'm cool. I used to work in a fucking video store, and I love Uma Thurman's feet. I could do what I want. It's like, no, motherfucker, you can't you can you you can't insert yourself into a fucking real life thing and then just fucking change it. Oh, you know he's into some weird shit. Yeah. Oh, I guarantee you, he likes Sharon Tate's feet, and that's why she didn't get fucking whacked. Or he just liked Margot fucking Robbie's feet. Whatever. You know, maybe they're wonderful. He's a fucking goofball, and I'm fucking like I, I'm one movie away from being fucking done with the guy. And I love this man's films. I'll watch it, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, either yep. volume, wonderful, mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction, obviously awesome, fucking Death Proof. The one with Kurt Russell and Rosario Dawson with the fucking you know, stuntman Mike, all that shit. That was his. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was that. That was the the uh, the grindhouse the doubleheader he did with Robert yeah, Rodriguez. Right, right, but right, yeah, right. it's like holy shit, man. Like like the man has made some fantastic movies. Django Unchained was fucking wonderful. Yeah, Django was great. Django was great. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, Hateful Eight, not so good. Can go fuck themselves, and that's you know just there one more in there in that span, or no? It was just the Hateful Eight and Once Upon a Time. Or is the Hateful Eight then Once Upon a Time? Oh, either way. It's Hateful Eight then Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time was the last one. And Pip won a fucking Oscar for that one, and that pisses me off. I mean, he was pretty good in it. He was good in the movie, but <laughs> the man has had better roles. And that's like right up there with like when Pacino won for Scent of a Woman. It's like, really? Yeah. All, right. like all the fucking amazing fucking performances that dude's turned in. He yeah. wins for Scent of a fucking for Woman. For that. Right. Yep. You know, exactly. it's just, it's fucking insane. <laughs> it's fucking Come on, man. And give me that shit. So the reason that we went with this topic today was sort of like spawning from a conversation we were in the middle of earlier, um, where we got well, some somebody, you know, spit out the hey, did you guys see the uh Ghostbusters trailer, the reveal? And while well, a lot of people were eager to jump on it, and I watched it, I will admit, because I didn't well, see it, so it's don't fucking bother, Jesus. I'm gonna watch it right now. Fine, watch it right now. Okay, you'll love it. Um, Paul Rudd's in this movie, and I've never had an issue with Paul Rudd. I think everything Paul Rudd's ever done, he's just showed up. He's done his job. Um, but boy, the, the, why the fuck is Paul Rudd in a fucking shit reboot like this? They're calling it Afterlife. I don't even get it. Like, what, what is? It's just uh... it's it's like why why the fuck do we need this fucking movie? Why is right. Ant-Man in it? Oh, Why is God. Ant-Man in it? And the reason I saw this clip was because it was getting shared on Facebook from Dan Aykroyd's page. Dan Aykroyd. Is he in it? I don't know. He just wrote the screenplay. I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure he fucking... Well, I think he co-wrote the original with Ramus. The kids from... Something like that. I, I, so I, he's, I, he's, he's in charge of it. But, like, Aykroyd, fuck off. Come on. That's such a shitty way. He should he'll make, yeah, he'll make his no... fucking vodka. Stop, stop with the Ghostbuster shit. Like Jesus Christ, you know. Like I, I, I feel like the general gist of like when that movie came out in the eighties, everyone was like, "Oh my God, you fucking ghost hunters!" Didn't even know there were ghost hunters. Turns out they're real. But man, what a funny fucking take on it. And there's a reason why there's only one of those fucking movies ever made. And then, nope. 
let's let's get you know the sequel, which you know eh, you could take it or leave it, whatever. Got some pretty good one liners in there about Vigo, but um, you know, and, and, and like the the girl, the girl fucking version with Kristen Wiig and didn't even watch it. All the other, I I couldn't couldn't fucking give a shit. Couldn't stomach it. I don't. I, I don't they're all so annoying. Leslie, whatever the fuck her name is. Annoying. I don't find her remotely amusing. Leslie Jones is that Not Leslie funny. Jones? I, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I no, just, you got she, she does zero for me. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, yeah, like yeah, she's half. a one-trick pony. I mean, that bitch was on uh, Gilmore Girls, and she wasn't even funny. I see, see, I, I never. Uh, there's, I just learned something new about you, Gilmore Girls. All right, I like, never. Um, yeah, sure, somebody yeah. I was close to watched somebody, it all the time. Uh, yeah, I used to, you know, just not hang out at this club or watch Gilmore used Girls. Full laundry and watch Gilmore Girls. Mm. With my ex-wife. <laughs> I knew that was coming, but you know, yeah, like like most McCarthy, if she's not cursing, I don't find her amusing either. You know, um, and or, like, or shitting in like a a, a, a sink in a, bri- oh, a, bri- she, a bridal she, store. <laughs> You let her shit in the sink, and she—it's gold. You know that's—that's that's it. Just let the camera just never stop fucking filming that. But like, yeah, it wasn't necessary. And quite frankly, when you look at the landscape of what Hollywood is, it's all they fucking do. They fucking drag. reboot and fucking yeah. remake. And I'm not talking like you know, like oh, there's another James Bond movie coming out. Nah, that's a character. It's well represented. If anybody fucking talks shit on Daniel Craig, fuck you. Just yeah, fuck you. Absolutely. Daniel Craig is a phenomenal Bond. He's actually a phenomenal actor. He does all sorts he of fucking good He's things great. that aren't James Bond. But obviously, well, that Alien you... and Cowboys movie was kind of shit. Okay, I, I slept on that one. I'm looking I'm like that. I'm like, I'm like, and, and I love Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's one of my guys. He's Han and Indy. Come on, you know, and Deckard. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. And he's, you know, he guys, has nine lives. He crashes plane and shit. And he should, get he off my plane, dead. you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's no, I, I never at any point watched that movie and never wanted to. And that's surprising because actually, I think John Favreau directed that. Oh, I think really? that was the, I think that, that was the first movie he got after doing Iron Man, which was insane. I did and watch it because of that. I didn't watch it because I went, nah, Cowboys and Aliens like that's just that's too big of a gap. And, you know, even even though because what was it? What's his name? Had like the magic bracelet. I don't that, really remember. That, that turned him into a fucking like he basically became James Bond. It was just weird. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's just I know I was out on that. Just the concept sounded fucking ridiculous. But you know, the it, it, like w- when you come to reboots, like like what was what was the big one just two weeks ago? King Kong Godzilla? Really? Yeah, I, but I don't I, that's so confusing because I, who we, knows? Do we fucking need do, do we no. need that? Do we need that? Are people like really like, oh thank God? I mean, those Godzilla movies were more just hilarious how bad they were made. But it's like they don't have, you know, and I, I'm I'm well aware Hollywood has, you know, genuinely and and for the most part gotten their influence from, you know, other media, you know, books, old stories, you know, Christ fucking what it did Disney. I don't Disney, think Disney yeah. ever invented a story for the first 70 years well, of German their existence. Folk tales and shit, it's right? Just old, yeah, fucking Hans Christian Andersen. Just I, how many books did he write? All right, we got a movie for everyone. Just we're, we're just not going to have the princess kill herself or anybody else, you know? Like Only the mother crazy. dies in the beginning or yeah. the father commits suicide. Yeah, there's always <laughs> fucking parents getting killed in those fucking movies. Somebody's like, they were like, they're like, this. He's like the fucking orphan with with all their princesses. Like like their parents just fucking die or fucking sell them off to dirty old witches in the fucking forest. It's it's a really bizarre thing. But like, I feel like it's gotten just 
drastically out of hand when we talk about how many goddamn fucking reboots and remakes there are. It's fucking crazy. I will say though, just going back on the Disney thing real quick, is that and, and I'm not my kids watch Disney, so that's one reason I really watch those movies. But I mean the remakes that they do from the that used to be the old 19 like 70s, 1950s cartoon movies uh, are now doing these live um the uh, real person movies. What, what do they call those movies? Live action. Yeah, live action movies. Mm-hmm. Like the Beauty and the Beast and the and the new Cinderella movie, stuff like okay. that. I mean they're I think they're exempt from the remake because they actually turn out pretty good. So yeah, but then then again, like you have, like uh, what the what the fuck did they just do? One, it was it it was like straight to the Disney Channel. Oh, Mulan. Well, no, okay, so that I didn't see that, but that movie was good. Okay, so yeah, maybe maybe we make the exemption for you know yeah if they're if they're just doing a live action version, I get it. That Mulan movie was it was very good. Um, but you, you know, like 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 they they they'll remake. They remade like, like like there's just some movies that don't need to be remade. Yeah. Like and and Dis- Disney's definitely guilty of it. Okay, so they've remade Freaky Friday, I think twice. Yeah, twice. Yep. Now, mind you, I'm I I I don't have any sort of you know loyalty to any one of those films. But the last one was like a musical, and they totally changed it up, and it was just fucking bizarre and weird. Um, you know. But then you look at uh, the Parent Trap that was remade. Like the Parent Trap. Yeah. Jesus Christ, how many of those have they fucking made? And, you know uh, what, what the hell was wrong with Haley Mills? I mean, we, Lindsay Lohan had to get in on the action, right, and I'm right. sure they'll do another one. They remade Adventures in Fucking Babysitting, they a did? movie that they didn't even write. It was just crazy. Huh, and they, they, of course, they went into a blues club and somehow came out singing a pop song. It was, you know, as opposed to uh, babysitting huh. blues, you know. And and there was no Elizabeth Shue. I thought Which for is- sure. Just, yeah, you gotta have a cameo. At least. Fucking waste. It's a goddamn waste. All right, Cobra Kai got it right. Yeah, see, I mean, didn't get it right. Those <laughs> bastards, those sons of bitches. You if know, you're gonna be successful in your reboot. You gotta have Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, you know, even regardless of whether or not she was in the film. But exactly, you know, yeah, it's just I, I, I don't understand how many fucking reboots these people think that everybody really wants. But then again, when you talk to some people that are out there, mu- uh, you know, movie tastes vary. I share my netflix account with uh, some relatives and let me just say i because you know when if you ever give anybody else your login for netflix you know and those of us that do don't forget we're the real heroes we can see what you motherfuckers are watching all that weird shit and so i got i got a I, my no, fuck it my brother-in-law all right he's got ain't you gonna call him out i ain't gonna call him the fuck out he's fucking l-tanner man so he he's had some some phases where he like so his first phase was his steven seagal dmx phase because if you <laughs> actually look into it i think steven seagal and dmx have apparently made like five fucking movies together the and, best movie steven seagal ever made was the one where uh air force one we flew out the plane the first five minutes of the movie really oh shit i was gonna give him under siege but uh not air force oh, whatever yeah. fuck was oh fuck what the fuck was that movie called uh Loaded cast. Kurt Russell saves the day in that one. John Leguizamo, fucking Halle Berry. Halle yeah. Berry was in that movie. It was mm-hmm. good shit, man. And then there's there's another actor in there I'm thinking of, but I can't remember. Fuck me. What the hell was the name of that movie? Executive Decision. That was it. Executive Decision. Is that, what, is that what it was? Decision. That's what the name of the movie was. Oceanic was the airline. Gotcha. Don't fuck with me, man. Like wow, I said, that's pretty good. All man. I sat around was what I was watching illegal cable boxes back then, buddy. I didn't miss a fucking film. 
that one was good. <laughs> but um, <laughs> don't yeah, fuck with so, me. Yeah, fuck you, pal. So yeah, so literally for like six months, like I'd, I'd go, I'd go back to like, all right, what was the last thing I was watching? You know, and that always changed up. There was always a Steven Seagal DMX fucking straight to DVD. It'd be like, it was like fucking body bag count. It's like weird ass titles too. Just like they'd find like three words associated with bullets or death. And it was, I think they just, they might've shot all six of these movies right at the same time. (laughs) Then you got into like the, um, there's this whole, like, I love walking by a red box and like looking at some of the movies. Like, do you realize Bruce Willis makes 15 movies a year? Yeah, and they all go right to DVD or, or, they all go right to or DVD. Whatever. I, I just saw a shit ton of Bruce Willis movies that I never knew existed. Ever since the guy shaved his head, he's he's a bigger action star than he was in his diehard days. They're like they can, and he's enough. Yeah, I, I, I for all I know, he he comes in sort of like in in an Expendables role where he just kind of strolls in at the end, never fires a weapon. He's like, they're like, oh, you're that guy with that reputation. He's like, yeah, that's right. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. And <laughs> probably walks off the fucking screen. And that's Merry probably Christmas. Christmas. But yeah, it's just like there's there's some terrible fucking tastes out there. There really, really is. Yeah. Um, but going back to the remake thing, right? Yeah. What is your what is your all-time do you have any remakes that you could say like you absolutely just just have a disdain for, like in your soul? <laughs> I mean Or is that like a too broad of a question? It's 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 broad. It's like I because honestly I don't. There's like there there there's some films that are clear remakes that it's just sort of like yeah, like 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 the, I feel like they're like absolved from it. Like for some like like right. I know I mentioned well, King Kong Godzilla earlier, but like I've seen the original King Kong, the Jeff Bridges King Kong, and then even the fucking Jack Black Colin Hanks king kong i did not watch the tom hiddleston one that apparently that may or may not have something to do with this new one with godzilla so like those i dig you know like even like the godzilla thing i watched the original and then i watched the matthew broderick one with madison square garden where there was fucking laying eggs so it's you know like like they like in hindsight those movies weren't necessary they weren't well the godzilla movie was just straight up awful but i mean yeah like there's i guess it's I, I I don't gravitate toward them in the first place because yeah, I don't right. I don't like the fact that it's a thing. Well, I think we're young enough too, where like we we'll watch a movie and sometimes we'll think this is an original, and then we realize down the road that like wow, that was a remake of a 1950s movie. Yeah, and we I, don't even know some of them. The uh, what, what, the, I think the first time that, that shocked the shit out of me was uh, Father of the Bride. Yeah, right. Exactly. I was like, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. I was like, how the fuck did Steve Martin not have that part written for him? George Stanley Banks, my God. Like, I was I was stunned by that. I was like, get the fuck out of here. They made That's that exactly fucking right. 35 years ago. Holy shit, you know? I was like, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think of other movies that were, like, remakes and shit. Um, oh, there's so fucking many of them, but you just yeah. don't you don't realize it. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean go, what? If you, if you look at... You know, movies that I saw later in life, which are older movies, like, and I was never a John Wayne fan, didn't give a crap about John Wayne, but I did watch that True Grit movie, his movie, his version of that movie, the original version, and it was a great flick. He played this drunk old sheriff guy, you know, and he was a uh, he was a middling actor. I don't think he was a great actor by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I think Tim Eastwood was way better. Eastwood was a way better Western guy, in my opinion. Anyway, um, 
so that was I thought True Grit was a great movie the way it was shot and the little girl was in it and then they, they remade it and I love Jeff Bridges to death but the the remake was just not as good and why why do you need to remake that I, movie that's kind of what I thought when when I saw it was released and a couple things bothered me about that one one I was like fuck you Jeff Bridges like what the fuck you know because I'm pretty he was like fresh off like he won he won he won an Oscar for that uh, Crazy Heart film I think mm-hmm. yeah, yeah right like, wow like that just, you know he fucking comes out and does a remake of True Grit and then. The Cohen brothers fucking directed it. I didn't even know they did that. Oh, yeah. I was was like, what the fuck is that shit? I've never just made this movie. And that one, I had no interest in seeing. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. I was like, what the fuck are you two doing? That was, that just, that blew my fucking mind when I saw the Cohen brothers were doing a movie again with Jeff Bridges. Like, all right, cool. And that usually means magic, but yeah, man, absolutely. Like, what the fuck? I was like, why, why? Yeah, like you said, why did that need to be done? It's the same thing with the um, the Magnificent Seven. Like that was Yul Brenner. That cast was just phenomenal. Steve McQueen, it's a great cast, and then they go and redo it with Denzel Washington and uh, that goofball, uh, what's his name, <laughs> from Parks and Recreation, the fat guy who became skinny and went to Jurassic Park. Oh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, the fucking fat guy? I'm thinking, I'm like, D'Onofrio lost. D'Onofrio, yeah, right, exactly. I love, I love, I love, give me Vincent D'Onofrio. No, man, I, he's, yeah, he's great, but I'm just saying that that movie as a, as a, as a movie as, as a whole was just fucking garbage. And again, why do you need to remake a, a movie as good as The Magnificent Seven? That is an all time classic. It's like making cool hand, remaking Cool Hand Luke. Did I, I was gonna. I almost was gonna say, didn't they do that? But I don't think that they did. As the words were coming out of my mouth, I'm like thinking, "Fuck, yeah, did they remake that movie? <laughs> you motherfuckers!" You know? So uh, yeah, no, no. To to my knowledge, it didn't happen. Um, so you know, you, what, what's weird is like, I mean, like, what, like I wonder what motivates them for the remakes. You know, like, is it like money? It, right? You gotta be like I, that. It's gotta be money. I think it Some has money. to be fucking money. It's not for um, fame and like you know notoriety. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think that you get any sort of like I don't, I don't know any any films that get you an accolade really. Although n- now that we talk about like the the True Grit thing, I think the 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 girl in the remake, um, she's she's still around. Haley Steinfeld or something like that. She got nominated. For best supporting actress in that movie, in the girl, I think in the original one was so much better. She was just a great little actress. I don't even know who who she was, and she may be somebody yeah. big. I have no idea. Yeah, it very well could be, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it seems like most for most people, it's got yeah, yeah, there's got to be some money into it, you know, and, and like the whole the whole prospect of remaking it. Like every every time I hear about the the prospect of somebody remaking a movie. It's weird to me. Now, the only exception I've ever saw to any sort of remake or reboot is when when they don't take it seriously and they mock it. Like the yeah, a good, right. a good, a good example is like the, the Starsky and Hutch movie with Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. Right, right, right. Like it's you know you know anybody who ever saw five seconds of Starsky and Hutch can appreciate what the what they did with that film, and they just made fucking fun of it. Yep, with every every second of dialogue was mocking the show and how silly it is in retrospect in the time everybody wanted to fucking be starsky and hutch you know and drive that fucking car around you know but it you know it's you know because it, it didn't take it seriously you, know, you you had that you had like that that chips movie 
you know, for the California Highway Patrol with like Dak Shepard or whatever, you know, and, you know, just shit like that. It's just it's funny. The Baywatch thing with, you know, they, they just they were flat out acknowledging what the Baywatch show did well, which was just, you know, amplify these half naked voluptuous women. You know, well, they're running. They're running to the beach scenes with um, Pamela Anderson, which is <laughs> they were the fucking wonderful. They, just, they were a they, precious time of year in my in my existence. Not gonna be wonderful, yeah. You know, I was I was you know my mid teens. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, and then but then again, none of that shit's ever gonna get you nominated for an Oscar. And because it's award season, I I thought I would just because I'm so I I pulled up the list, and I'm just I'm just curious as to. Cause, cause I, for, for years I was like, oh, 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 who's nominated for best picture. I got to watch this. I got to watch that. So that when I would watch the Oscars, this is when I had infinite time and a illegal cable box to, I wanted to see all the pictures, see all, you know, anybody who was nominated. It's like, all right, you go through, you got to watch it. A lot of people do it. I don't know if they do it now. It's probably easy. You can just do it. You don't have to go to the video store. You used to have to go to a fucking video store in some cases and rent a specific movie if somebody was nominated. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you the best actors all right so i'm gonna give you the name so i want to know a have you ever fucking heard of them and two have you even seen the movie all right doesn't so, b come after a what i said a and two yes i sound like buzz from fucking Wait, is, alone yeah and right d, d, we live in the most boring neighborhood in, in america where nothing remotely dangerous ever could happen period so <laughs> yeah there it is i'm out of whiskey so it can't get any worse so all right Actor in a leading role. This is this year. This year, I think. When when the fuck are they? No, this is this is for which shit. This is in like three weeks, two weeks. This is for what the Oscars? The this is for the Oscars. All right. Okay. So they they had the Golden Globes, they had the SAG Awards, and like, as we started saying, I think award shows. There's a fucking million of them. What's the biggest one? Is the Oscars the biggest the, one? The Oscars, yeah, because because it, it's, it's, it was it was at one point the only the fucking original. one they had. They had one for movies, one for music. Then they had one for TV. Then they had one for stage. Now right. there's five thousand fucking award shows. It it's fucking endless. There's the fucking Quaker State fuckface music awards. It's just it's fucking ridiculous. Like like enough. Like you is watch it, like, the Baftas? Does it even fucking matter anymore? Like no, if you win something, a, a bunch of fucking pretentious rich assholes shaking hands and sucking each other's dicks in, a, in an award ceremony where they get to wear tuxedos and get drunk and act like retards. Nobody but, cares. But, but for some reason, I like for like for me personally, like I'll sit there like like anytime I see a commercial like when the Grammys are coming on, like fucking corny ass shit. Everything's a collaboration. Everything like like they mix it up too much. Oh, it's, it's a remix. Corny. Yeah, right. Yeah, this movie. Yeah, this music sucks anyway. But you know, like like for some reason, like to me. I always have like a little bit of allegiance where I'm like, I'm like, man, fucking award shows are stupid. You know, how do you fucking rate art? All that bullshit. But the, like the Oscars, I don't know. Like I'll always have a soft spot for the Oscars. But so here, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you these nominees. This is for this year. These take place on April 25th. Watch the Oscars and 93rd Academy Awards at Union Station, Los Angeles, in the Dolby Theater at Hollywood and Highland Center, Sunday, April 25th. So. Here's what Why happened. don't we do an association thing? You say the name, and I'll say what the first thing that comes to my mind is. If I don't know him, I'll just say I don't know him. <laughs> so what do you want? The guy's name? That's it? I'll tell you if I've heard of him before. Okay, all right. Okay, so nominees. You can say the movie, too? Actor in a leading role. I'll give you the movie, then the guy's name. All right, ready? So Sound of Metal. The actor's name is Riz Ahmed. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, don't know him Who or that is? with the movie. <laughs> 
right. Oh, all these movies that have when would they come out? Last year, last right? like 2020. Yeah. So they would have yeah. been basically streamed. Or, oh yeah. Yeah. To own. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. I all did right. watch yeah. some new movies. I have okay. rented I right. bought quite a few new ones. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, they're going to keep making them. So, all right. Movie number two, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I know Chadwick. He was Black Panther, but I don't know the movie. I never heard of it. Okay. All right. Movie number three. <laughs> what was it called? <laughs> Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm okay. guessing they spell it out in the film because yep, I'm not venturing to guess on that. It could be Ma, Ma Rainey's black black ass i don't i don't know i i just don't know could be the bottom of a boat could be i shoes i a lot of things all right movie number three the father the actor is anthony hopkins oh i heard of the movie never the actor though that's weird yeah he's been around i think he's, I think he's from england or something like that i don't know yeah, he did a few like remember i uh, no, i mean i listen i wouldn't be surprised to find out this guy's first film all right next one the movie is Mank. Love this fucking guy. Gary Oldman. Yeah, man. I, I shuck. You're absolutely right. Just a great actor. I Phenomenal. feel like you know, it, it, it's some yeah. Never it's, heard of the movie though. No, yeah, no, never heard of the movie. Quite frankly, I feel like this guy's I I think Gary Oldman just gets nominated annually now. I don't care what Gary Oldman does, I will watch it. He's, He's fucking awesome. Fucking phenomenal. The guy is awesome. Um I am gonna feel guilty if I butcher this guy's name. Uh because he's yeah, I just I know who he is. I just never heard his name pronounced. Uh so the last film is Minari. Uh-uh. This actor's name is Steven Yin, I believe it is. Yeah, I, I know of the of him. I I've never heard of the movie though. Okay. So he's he was he he was Glenn in The Walking Dead. Yes. That's who he was. Mm-hmm. Heartbreaking stuff. So, so I was so glad when he got beat to death. I mean, it's a pretty impressive scene. Negan's finest moment and only good moment. And all he does is talk shit the rest of the time. So, out of all of these films, I've seen one. Which one? So, the Sound of Metal. Okay. What? No. Okay. What was that about? So, The Sound of Metal. Riz, Riz Ahmed, who he was, he played the villain in Venom, and he played the guy who stole the Death Star plans in Rogue One. Oh, okay. See, yep. there's. So I watch Star Wars and I watch Marvel, and that's gotcha. why I know who Riz Ahmed is. I knew who all the other guys were too. But um, so Raz al Ghul, yeah, yes, fulfill Raz al Ghul's destiny. Riz Ahmed plays a drummer. In he a was heavy, in that in a heavy uh, metal duo. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. He was in that uh, he his HBO hearing. series too. <clears throat> Which one? One night or something like that. Riz right. Ahmed. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's he's been all over the place. He did a hell of a job. He, That's the only movie I've actually saw a trailer for out okay. of all those movies. Yeah, and yes, but he so he's he's a drummer who obviously you have my interest being being a former drummer myself, and he loses his hearing, like just out of fucking nowhere, and it's like <laughs> nah, no, nah, no, no. It's 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 a good journey. He also happens to be a recovering heroin addict, like without that monumental issue. You know, gotcha. so it's just it's it's really it's it, it was it was it was fantastic. It really really was. Um, supporting actor, mm, please. Okay, the film is. I saw this movie. This movie was fucking wonderful. Uh, the Trial of the Chicago Seven. That was fucking great. 
Sasha Baron Cohen. Really? Out of all of them? Out of all of them, yeah. He was, I. Uh, yeah, no, book, he was good. But he, yeah, he was good. But I, I thought that the uh, lawyer, um, their lawyer, that was a Mark. Uh, oh, geez. I forget his name. I thought he was phenomenal. I'd have to look. How was his lawyer? Oh, God. Mark, uh, English See, actor. English actor. What the fuck? See, I even enjoyed Eddie Redmayne, and typically I don't. Um, right. He's dumb who, face. Oh, Mark Rylance, you mean? Yeah, Mark Rylance. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's pretty good. Frank Langella was a prick in that one. And, yeah, and kind of what he does, he does it really, really well. But yeah, um, no, I mean, Tasha Bagcombe was good. He was the main guy in that, and he had some. It was mostly one-liners, though. Really, I mean, I don't think well, he had. Well, well, that was so. Like, I, I actually watched it. We mentioned D'Onofrio earlier. There was a movie that came out years ago called "Steal This Movie," based off the book "Steal This Book," written by Abby Hoffman. That's kind of D'Onofrio played him. He did a hell of a job in it. Um, was that Hoffman's gig? Was that his deal? Just you know, yeah, he was he, a smart dude. Though. He was a very smart guy, but like his fucking wit was just like bonkers. Like well, he, he just he could fucking just sting you. Yeah, with a right. fucking with a quick little one liner, or he could kill, or he could put you know intellectually take you down as well, you know. But he, yeah, 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 just, just I, I immediately like once he started going, I thought, yeah, he's probably probably getting nominated for some shit, you know. And Redmayne, yeah. I, I, he's, I, he, I never understood the big infatuation with Eddie Redmayne, but I loved him in that movie. Kind of loved everybody in that movie. Um, all right, let's do okay. So next one. I, I've started this movie three times and I keep getting fucking interrupted and I really want to see it. Once upon one or one night in Miami. Oh no, I didn't see it. Who's the actor? It's on Amazon, I think. The actor is Leslie Old Leslie Odom Jr. He plays Sam Cook in the movie. I think it's a fictitious movie based on a book where you have it's Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cook, and Jim Brown. All get together to discuss civil rights in Miami one night. I believe that's just the movie, and they introduce all four of those guys in the beginning. I never get past the introduction of Malcolm X because I get a kid running in or something happens or whatever. Yeah, right. Um, but let Leslie Odom Jr., who's he got his start um, in the Hamilton Broadway cast. Gotcha. You know, does so he play Malcolm X? He plays Sam Cooke. Oh, sorry, you said that. Which okay. I believe I, I'm assuming there's some singing chops in there as well, but right. you know, damn good stuff. Um, Sound of Metal, Paul again, I'll butcher his name. Paul Rassi, another good. You know, he was I I believe was the uh, the guy who was helping him adapt to being deaf. Fantastic. Now this yeah. next movie I really wanted to see, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, huh. which has to do with the I, I believe it's a. Um, an informant infiltrating the Black Panther Party's Chicago division okay. right around the same time, I think, of like the trial of the Chicago Seven. Right. You know, like that, you know, like that back in the 60s and such. Um, there's two people nominated from this movie Daniel Kaluuya. Right. Who I think, I believe he was in that movie Get Out. Yeah, he was the uh, the main character. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that was him. I know he was Black I know Panther. He, didn't he come up with the new Black I Panther? Say, yeah, I, I I know him from playing a secondary character in, in Black Panther. Um, the other guy is Lakeith Stanfield, who he was in two movies that I really liked. Um, sorry, sorry to bother you. Was one, and he was in Knives Out. He played uh, Daniel Craig's assistant. Oh, uh, okay. 
I think. I'm pretty sure it was either, no, no, or no, it was like a local police detective who was working in tandem with Daniel Craig. But just just like sharp guy, usually just turns into a nice, nice little performance. Um you saw Trial of Chicago Seven. Did you see any other did you see the other two? Because I know you didn't see Sound of Metal. Uh no, I did not. Yeah. So minor uh minor stuff for that. Now I mean, like I, but I hear of most of these people. Um, actress in the leading role. Here it is again. Your favorite movie, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Yep, right. And and, and a perennial nominee, Viola Davis. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can't really go wrong. Yeah, she doesn't. She she, she she's another one of them. She just shows up and just just nails it. She's yeah, just, right. she's just a good actress. Yeah, you know, right. every every movie I see her, and I'm like, yeah. It. You you could put her in a shitty movie and she and, and you'd probably still go that movie sucked except for Viola Davis she was fucking amazing don't you dare you know um, another one no another movie I want to see Statesville versus Billy Holiday Andre Day who I'm assuming plays Billy Holiday cut out there you cut what? out there for a second well, oh that's no good <laughs> um, we'll start over the United States versus Billy Holiday oh, okay. Andra or Andre Day, I'm guessing plays Billy Holiday. Right, that would make sense. Yeah, never heard of her. Definitely, I want to see the movie. I love period pieces. Um, pieces of a Woman, Vanessa Kirby. Never heard of any of that. Nah, I don't know. None of these. I've, I've not heard of any of these. Nomad Land, Francis McDormand. I love a good France McDormand movie. Heard of it, and yeah, if she's in it, getting nominated, it's definitely worth a look. And I can't finally, say. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Promising. No, no, was, you know what I was going to say. It's about Fargo. We're all good. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Mr. Lendigard. <laughs> the last one, promising young woman, Carrie Mulligan. No idea who that is. <laughs> oh, Jesus. See, God. I wonder if this is, is this indicative of, of just the fact that we were all at home? There was no movies, theaters opened. Would these movies have been made regardless? Would better movies have been made if people were going to movie theaters? So, so here's the thing I find fascinating: these movies about. were bad. Yeah. So you know, most movies that get nominated for the Oscar, you know, because let's face it, you're gonna have some fucking artsy shit in there. Only a handful of these movies really ever like punched through on the box office and like you know where it's like, oh my god, everybody's going to see this movie because of this performance. No, you get all these low key fucking movies. You know, you you, you know like the. The, the the last list I'm going to read it's actress in the supporting role. It's that Minari movie. I never saw an advertisement for it. That Mank movie again with Gary Oldman. Never right. saw an advertisement for it. The Father. I think I saw, or rather, I didn't see it. I heard an NPR interview with like the fucking, like the casting director for that movie. You know, and then you know, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy. I've heard of it, but it's like like because I I think. It, because I, I the day it was released on like Netflix, it was like automatically in my queue. But like, you know, and then like the only one of these movies that I that I definitely watched and heard of was the the Borat movie, because yeah, that right. the, the girl who played his daughter Maria Bak- Bakalova, she got nominated. You know, and she she I did an okay she yeah. did no okay job in that movie. It's just like, but like like that's the only one out of that whole list where it's like, wow, yeah, that might have actually had a draw. Yeah, right. You know, I, which I, and that's say, that's saying that not knowing really plots or anything or anything about the the, the stories well yes yeah, true but i mean i think it's even even if we weren't in the pandemic and we had just you know 
the ability to go to a theater and hear the advertising and hear all these various things about these films. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it's strange to me that while we were all kind of locked in and, you know, kind of just streaming, whatever the fuck we could get our hands on that. Like, I, I'm almost confused as I'm like, like, how the hell didn't I see more of these movies? Yeah. It's exactly goddamn, right. I, I like, like we're, we're, we, we've passed the one year mark where we all sat around just going, Oh, I'm going to fucking watch something else tonight. You know? Yeah, but I searched like every every time I wanted to go watch a movie, and it was like once or twice a week that I'd be searching for something new to watch. I would actively search out new, you know, in theater movies, and I never saw any of these. Yeah, see, I well, I mean, yeah, maybe they're just going for the big popcorn shuffling, you know, the fucking big shit show movies and all all these all these underplayed movies. Yeah, they're good for award season, but are they even fucking entertaining? I have no idea. And you don't have these big actor polls. There's no Clooney. There's no you know Clooney. And- Clooney hasn't fucking acted <laughs> in ten years. Yeah, I so. say that because he did have that movie come out. That uh, what? Uh, the f- some- name the last fucking movie he he put. It in. was a new movie that he did last year, and it was a space thing, and he was like everybody was leaving earth and he was stuck on earth in the arctic space yeah descendants <laughs> is the last fucking movie i gave a flying fuck about with him that was pretty good actually that was fucking it was a great movie um Shelley no it wasn't was, no he was, was in yeah right she's good in it too no he was in that uh movie with sandra bullock with the space yeah i didn't i i <laughs> listen I, I i i'm in the vast minority here sandra bullock is nothing special to me the blind side was a good film I will never understand why she was heralded as the greatest actress ever for that fucking movie. It was called The Midnight Sky in 2020. George Clooney. It was terrible. Yeah. I good. I again. I, I had no fucking idea it existed. Is that the last movie? I, one, I, I didn't think he made a movie in ten years. I had no fucking idea. I told. I forgot about all of them. I'm, I'm over the George Clooney thing. I, I, I can't. I just can't fucking do it anymore. Somebody told um, me I look like him once. And, and and who might that be? Some old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Happen to be blind or in a straitjacket? Clooney. Wow, good pull. So, I guess I mean we we we, we we've covered quite a bit. Yeah, you know? and you can sum it up by saying, like, as far as the 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 new movie stuff. I think the point you were trying to make and correct me if I'm wrong is that yes, there were a few new movies that came out, but nothing that anybody would really fucking know that that came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I, I, I try to limit my, my online presence, you know, like when you're, when you're, when you're flipping through YouTube or Facebook or whatever, like you can, if you put yourself in the right channels, yeah, you can, you can be in the know of, films that are coming out and things like that but it's and and honestly I, because i'm and it's not due to a lack of attention span it's just that like general generally i only care about a handful of types of films anymore there's only so many things that do it for me um you know like and we go back to my two bread and butters right now all like any anything comic book related and then any Right. Star Wars project that there is, you know, it's, you know, just all it, it's. 
I'm aware of when that stuff comes out, and that's kind of all I need. Anything else I stumble across, eh, I'm good at. You know, there's certain actors I look for. Most of it, it's it, it's a redundant formula for the most part, you know. And I know that's an ironic statement because I just said I love I love comic book movies and Star Wars, but like I said, they, there's endless stories built into that. You know how right. many how many you know the the cop whose family got killed revenge films with the 60 year old comedy star that you're shocked could do action can we see odenkirk's got a movie coming out now it's like i really? feel like he, yeah where he's 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 like some cia fucking guy and he's he's gonna murder 85 people and do it really it, it better you know, be like, comedy <laughs> Well, no, it's, I mean, unless, unless the trailer's just taking you for a fucking 180, but it's like, come on, man. Like, do we really need to see that movie again? You know, and that's just, that's, no. that, that's just how I feel, you know, on, on top of the fact that, yeah, the advertising isn't as relevant or in your face as it used to be. Like there, there's a reason for that. Some, some movies serve certain purposes and the ones that cost the most money to make are the ones that are going to plug for the advertising. And that's that, you know, there's still good old fashioned word of mouth. You know, you can still be a low budget movie and make a fuck ton of money, you know, just by word of mouth where there was no expectation. It just happened to fall into place. Think of like your Napoleon dynamites, your big fat Greek weddings, like those yeah, movies, all flops in the, in the box office. Right. Well, well, no, no, my big fat Greek wedding fucking cleaned up. I, but you know, the, yeah, you can always get a second cult following, well, you know, things like that. Like I, I, I don't remember what Napoleon Dynamite did in the theaters, but I can remember renting that movie, and, and at the time, a lot of people were renting that movie, and it's like, holy fuck, hell, like this movie's fucking phenomenal, like shit, like that, you know. So you definitely get your one offs. Um, yeah, I didn't realize. I thought you were going a different direction. I didn't know my big fat Greek wedding was a huge thing. So I didn't it see actually, it. it stupid. <laughs> the shit i gotta kick out of it you know fuck it why not you know no well well done little film um i do i only have one more question for you to i think tie this whole thing together um i know what my answer would be to this question but i'm always curious to find out what other people say if you had to pick a favorite movie right now what would it be and why that's such a hard question I know. I always have an answer prepared for that because it always changes. It, yeah, you're right. Just right. Just just right now, not overall. Right now, that I could watch and uh, I'm drawing a blank. I can't really come up with anything. Jesus, why don't, why don't you tell us and I'll think about it. Well, most people are always shocked that it is not either a Marvel or especially a Star Wars movie. For years, it was Empire Strikes Back, but then I started getting a little older. Right now, when I think about it, my favorite movie currently, like if I had to pick one, would be Gross Point Blank. Really? I love that fucking movie. It's just, it's fucking. I'm I'm a big Cusack guy when he when he's doing his dry fucking just. Yeah, you, you know, you know, not not the uh, 2012 or the serendipity <laughs> Cusack, even though I can tolerate it. But, you know, like I like, you know, there's a very certain brand of John Cusack that I just think just fucking just 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 hits a different note with me, frankly. And that movie was just just wonderful. The The use of music was good. You had you know, a lot of good supporting roles. Aykroyd pops up in that one. He was fucking hilarious. Minnie Driver was great. Jeez, I mm -hmm. fell in love with her for that movie. Um, yeah, just like the, the whole assortment of, you know, like Michael Cudlitz, 
uh, Jeremy Piven, all the guys that he went to high school with as they just interact with him. And, you know, Al- Alan Arkin as the, the psychiatrist. Right. It's another, it's another Cus- John Cusack film featuring his sister, Joan. She plays the secretary and just fucking kills it because she's out of her fucking mind in that film. And just, it just, I, I just love the dryness and the humor and just they, you know, they, the, the guy, the guy fucks off for ten years, comes home, and his house was sold and turned into a convenience store. Not only that, there's an assassin in town trying to kill him because he's a hitman, and they blow up the fucking convenience store. It's just, it's just like <laughs> all this, just this fucking just nuttiness bullshit. You know, every time him and Ackroyd run into each other, they're they're they got their guns ready to fucking fire away, but they're just they're just sitting there talking shit. You know, it's just it's I it, for for me right now, it's my favorite movie. I watched it recently; it totally re-upped it for me, and then that. When, yeah, I could just put that one on a loop for a little while. You just know? watch so, it all the time. Yeah, you know, you know, and that's 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 what I'm asking. It's not, you know, you know, that's you know, you know, you, you hey, you're gonna die in ten seconds. You 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 better answer this correctly. You know. Yeah, no, I get it, but I my mine of all time was always Jaws, only because I, I didn't care about the shark and all that shit. It was the, the you know Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, and Dreyfus. Like when they were on the boat together, some of the best one-liners, just some of the best movie lines ever. And the acting was great in the movie. It, it was just a phenomenal. I just love watching it. It wasn't because really of the story. It was just all the shit that happened in the movie with you know between the three characters, the main characters of the movie. There there is a ton of underrated um interaction between those characters in that film everyone's like oh ooh, when's the shark gonna pop up the sharks don't film for what fucking 12 minutes yeah because the thing oh. never fucking worked when exactly. they tried <laughs> yeah you know but, but yeah so you know like it's it's yeah everybody can't wait for the shark to come out but what really fuck carried that movie and you're right it was shaw drivers and schneider and schneider absolutely and richard totally. drivers i think went on to be bankrupt as, as an actor but he was phenomenal in, in that movie and uh, what about bob but I, I just thought Jaws, and this is going back for for all time for me. It's just uh, you know, just the way it all went. And you know, I don't care about these subsequent Jaws movies, two, three, four, the Revenge. But I, you know, it was uh, that movie that really, as a childhood movie, really just stuck with me forever because it was just a f- phenomenal movie and the history behind how it was made and all the shit that went wrong. And I think that was one that was a pretty big flop in the movie theater but i'm and went on to become a, a, a cult classic if you will the only thing that i ever constantly bring up about the movie jaws my brother who's like in his 50s was actually alive and a child when that movie came out right and my <laughs> mother and him would vacation in new england not, not all that far from you know a place that where that could have easily been Amity Island. It was like Martha's Vineyard. They filmed it or whatever. Yeah, but it's supposed exactly, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, right. used to, they used to just go like two hours up the coast, you know. So, like he saw that, he's like, I didn't go near that fucking water for like two years, man. No, and that's like, what everybody and, says. Yeah, I watched it back I then. Fucking doubt it. You know, right. you never mm-hmm. seen anything like that before. That's that's a good one. That's that's yeah. It doesn't. You know, it, it's just one of those, you know, like, like they almost it, like, you, you know, you say you don't like horror. People almost put that into a horror genre. No, definitely. You're it's, absolutely, it's a fucking yeah. terrifying movie when you think about it, you know, well, I think it has, what's, it has yeah, some effect. Well, what's the, the what's this? Like, you know, you're in the water. It's the unknown. You can't see what's below you. You're floating in this above this 
this liquid and there's something there, you know there's things down there you just you, and you can't see them so your mind your imagination just assumes the worst and you watch a movie like that and you're like like that opening scene where she's out swimming drunk and she just gets pulled under is the most terrifying opening scene i've ever seen in a movie the the opening scene to that movie so the uh, let's say our, our our daughter wanted to watch a movie the other day dorothy the nine-year-old she says i want to watch jaws and we're like oh. all right fine fuck it and my wife says to me she says don't forget about the opening scene you should skip that i'm like that kind of sets the tone and all yeah, i was right. thinking was all i was thinking was like she's gonna see her get like dragged back and forth in the ocean and she's kind screaming of, it's, like it's kind of relevant so you know what this shark is capable of and she, she says no the the naked girl I went, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah I, I, it's like, like silhouetted i my, my ability to forget a naked girl in movies it's uncanny. Sixteen candles. Uh, you know, that story a couple years ago that John Hughes was like kind of a like a pedophile pervert kind of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's yeah, it holds a little bit of water because if you if if you remember, which I didn't, as I sat down with both of my daughters, who at the time were I think ten and seven, to watch uh sixteen candles, the opening scene is a high school student, Carolyn, the blonde, the one who later gets roofied and passed around to Anthony Michael Hall, uh, was washing herself in the shower with no shirt on. They show the works. I was like, what the I don't fuck? remember that either. <laughs> like, why is exactly like why the fuck is this? Like, what is the point of that shot? Right. Just so Marley Wingwall could be like, oh my god, it's gorgeous. It's like, I totally wish she would have taken her shirt off back then. That would have been fun. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's like Jesus Christ, man! Like, just it, it's weird shits. So yeah, if there's a naked person in the opening scene, I'm totally gonna fucking forget about it. Man. And you're right; that sets the tone for the whole Jaws movie because they they couldn't get it to work. They had to find a way. They couldn't get the shark to work. Had to find a way to make it most as terrifying as possible. And that's the unexpected part. You just don't see that what's happening, and that's what's the most scary about it. Yeah, no, definitely agree. But hey. When your nine-year-old daughter looks at you and says, Daddy, I want to watch Jaws, you put on Jaws. You do. Um, and then you repeat every single line. <laughs> yes, really. You know, I, was, I was saying the Robert Shaw lines right before they were happening. She eventually did kick me out of the room. And we're going to kick ourselves out of this room, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed. This is an extended episode. we got to make up for some lost time. Remember, don't forget your hashtags for the night here, kids. Hashtag release the easter cut good stuff on there maybe you'll get to hear it one day not likely because you know, we don't want to piss everybody off but as always like yeah. follow share that shit he's trevor i'm jamie midlife crisis movie edition good night boom thanks everybody <laughs>